When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's going on, Bulls Nation? Welcome in to the CHGO Bulls Podcast presented to you. My points bet. Don't forget that promo code CHGO. When you sign up, live your bet life. life. I'm Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. Ah, Big Dave. He's at BWL Sports. <laughs> Will the Goat Gottlieb was at practice today. First practice of a fresh season. He is what? at Won't Gottlieb on Twitter. We are CHGO underscore Bulls. We got our pal and our producer rocking with us today. You know him. You love him. It's Joey. Joey! Um, couple of congrats out of the gate before we get to the shit news of today. Oh, Lord. Uh, congrats <laughs> to... Mario, our winner hey. for the preseason tickets giveaway. That was awesome, man. Sending him to Bulls Nuggets Friday, October 7th. <laughs> I just caught that. I just caught that. <laughs> Not you, Mario. Although, speaking of which, you know, Bulls preseason kicks off right around the corner October 4th. Yes. That's like a week from now-ish. It is. It's the exactly. Blackhawks preseason kicks off tonight. Tonight. The Black- CHO Blackhawks crew have a post-game show tonight. tonight. And Mario's working on something special. Oh, I love it. Over there. You see what he's working on? Oh, I saw. He's working on something I heard special. it he's before cooking. I saw it. And he's I, cooking. He's cooking, man. Oof. He's cooking. We need to get ourselves some Bulls Legos. Oh, come on with it. Joey, get on that. Uh, so thanks to everybody who participated <laughs> in our giveaway. Uh, hopefully we'll do some more of that kind of stuff throughout this season. AK said, throw a hat, a remote, Matt, uh, ball news sucked. Yes, it did. Yeah. Throw something, Matt. Before we get to that, <laughs> I might throw something. <laughs> Second, congratulations in order. WGN radio last night won the championship <laughs> game to be crowned the 2022 Cup League Championship winners, 16-inch softball of the Chicago Media League. Good for them. Congrats to them. Well-earned, well-deserved champions. Did, did you all play GN, WGN? Uh, yes, we did. Win, loss, or? I believe they whooped our booty pretty okay. good. <laughs> all right, all right. Which all game right. was that? Was I at that game? Was this I the wheel catch game? game? The catch, I think, that, might have, I think right. that may have been the last game before you left. Maybe. Okay. Because it was one of the only games I played infield for. It was somewhere in the middle of the season, right? Doubling together. Because we, we, we also played against WGN TV. They had two different teams. Oh, I didn't know that. And we got okay. a W against WGN TV. Oh, We okay. did not get a W against WGN Radio. So, wait a minute. This was 
Radio who won? Radio won the okay. championship. All right, gotcha. Against Odyssey, okay. uh, which is, you know, 670 to score, B96, yeah. and, and, and all of them. I didn't know they had two enough to have two teams, though. I guess so. That's impressive. Shout out. Uh, Congratulations to them. them. Congrats. Uh, It was a fun season. It was our inaugural season at CHGO. Mm -hmm. Hopefully we'll come back better and stronger again next season. Yes. Um, But yeah, I I actually, I watched uh, most of the championship game that was streaming on Facebook last night. Uh, Lots of exciting moments. All-Star Peck was watching the game. I, I, I. Thank them for that. Uh, and by them, I mean Kevin, because each team's manager was asked to nominate all-stars for their own but teams. But they can't take that from you. That's what you are. You're an all-star I in your first season playing softball, man. An all-star of nothing but showing up every week, <laughs> which I guess That's was enough. Of it. The best ability is availability. Is. Come on, man. This is uh, awesome. You're an all-star. Take it. It's awesome. I, I, I will humbly accept that. Lucky I'll make you that. a shirt saying it. Um, but we've got a long way to go if we want to be championship contenders. Yes, yes. Uh, because WGN Radio, Odyssey, two very good teams that battled it out last night. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, sometimes uh, plays go your way and sometimes they don't. There was a pretty big play at the plate last night while the game was still tight in the fourth inning. Mm-hmm. Uh, WGN came out on top on that play. What a relay, though, Joey. Did you watch Amazing that play? Amazing relay. The hardest play, I think, at 16 in, just catching it at, behind the plate and uh-huh. getting the tag down. Like, mm-hmm. it's hard. You're, it's a big ball, uh-huh. and then you got to have the wherewithal, find the guy, find right. the slide. I think it was Phil Bramley. An unbelievable play at the plate, and shout-out to my guy, Mike, because that was an excellent call. He was perfect position, textbook. Mm-hmm. He was right on top of it. Great umpiring all game. Great umpiring all season. But really nice play, honestly. Okay. Right gorgeous on, gorgeous well play. Very well said. That well was. Said. Great, great breakdown, Eloquent. Joey. For people like me who didn't see it. Like, great breakdown. I feel like I was there now. Yeah. And, you know, Joey, our undoing in our quarterfinal matchup with Odyssey uh, was just, like, too many drop balls mm. uh, on defense. Mm. And, and Odyssey suffered that same fate yesterday. I, I can't blame that. So, it's, it's important to have a, aggressive base running in the sport. Like I said, it's hard to tag someone out at home. So, you want to, like, you know, make them make a play. That's what I would say. So I don't blame them necessarily for for being aggressive, but there was no outs. You gotta gotta be situation situationally smart there because the ball was basically on the lip of the infield when he's rounding third. So the ball beat him by five steps. And if in sixteen inch, if the ball beats you by that much, they're gonna call you out if it's a close play. Mm-hmm. Man, Joey, with the breakdowns, what's going on? Seriously, we need yeah, to start a, man, a CHGO Cup we League softball We care about podcast. all sports oh here. We featured like, Joey. I including mean, just articulate it. It was perfect. It was on point, man. Dang, including Joey. our intramural media well league. Well done, Joey. He knows, well done. he knows softball better than I know basketball. Oh, that's saying a lot. This is the GOAT. That's saying a lot over that's here, man. It's just a, tr- a truth that I've learned wow. just now. <laughs> just now. It's a brand new that truth. Comment, that comment just broke my brain for a second. Because <laughs> you're like, wait a minute. The oh, man. Tough, tough, tough way for Odyssey to go down. They were trying to complete the undefeated season. Mm-hmm. They were undefeated in the regular season and had made their way th- win by win through the playoffs of the championship game. But you know what Scotty said, guys? 72 and 10. Don't mean a thing without the ring. It's a damn shame. <laughs> he's been holding that. It's a that. real, real damn shame. <laughs> I can so tell. close. I can tell. So he's, close. He's been holding that. You can just tell. <laughs> the man spoke facts. Oh, my God. He goodness. and Ronnie Harper, they were speaking facts. Oh, my Lord. Uh, all right, guys. All right. <laughs> now that we've covered that, there are people in our comments who want to get into this group therapy session. After the news we heard from Lonzo Ball today, who was kind enough to do a Zoom media interview. Yeah. Because he's out in L.A. about to have his surgery uh, tomorrow. Does he have a surgery tomorrow, Will? Tomorrow morning in L.A. Tomorrow morning. Okay. Ugh, gross. Okay. <laughs> he 
did this media via, uh, session via Zoom, and he had a lot of ugly things to say about the situation with the knee. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joey, do we have a couple of these quotes that we can put up? Ooh, nice hair. Uh, so this one, he's talking about There's the... so few pictures of Lonzo to choose from. The timeline <laughs> of funny? this injury compared to before. <laughs> and he said, I can't really... Or he said, this will be my third surgery. So this time around, I don't really want to rush anything. I think last time I wanted to get back to the playoffs. We all thought that was going to be the case. Unfortunately, it wasn't. So this time, I think we need to just take it however slow we need to take it and come back 100%. Mm -hmm. Any and all context that Lonzo adds there to this question, the Bulls fans have been, you know, driving themselves crazy wondering about of when will Lonzo be back after Mm -hmm. that initial four to six weeks, because it'll probably be longer than that. Mm -hmm. This sounds like someone who is in no hurry to get back. Yeah, and he shouldn't be because he has to get it right because he's in a position, as he said, that he doesn't he's never really been in. And he doesn't know what's going on, really. So when you're in that kind of position, yes, you take it slow. You take your time uh, with it. I mean, it's a tough one for him because you know he wants to be back out there and on the floor. And he clearly did everything he could to avoid uh, having surgery. And he didn't want to do it. And I don't blame him for that. He didn't want to have that surgery. So he followed all the doctors. He followed all the trainers, did all those things. And when it came down to it, it was like, we got to do this. Okay, we got to do this, but it's not with 100% accuracy, accuracy that they know completely what's going on with the knee. They just, it's just me saying this. They, it just feels like they know, like, okay, this is the one thing we haven't tried, and we've got to try everything to figure out what's wrong with you, and so the surgery is the try. Well, as we talked with uh, Dr. Pandya last week, Flex. Uh, you know, I think the idea is that, like, nobody really knows what's going on. That's why mm-hmm. they're doing this. So, yeah. to me, there's a difference between – trying to come back for the playoffs. And now at this point, I think he didn't really admit it, but worrying about like his career, the longevity of his, of his playing career. Um, he said that they did not rush him back last year. Um, that there was no, that he didn't feel rushed or anything like that. Billy and, and some of the, you know, other coaches uh, and, and AK yesterday said the same. So it wasn't like he was rushed back, but mm-hmm. uh, there's a big difference, I think, between trying to get back in time for the playoffs and w- with the whole season ahead of you, just knowing, like, I need to be back for next playoffs mm-hmm. or I need to, like, be able to play in my career. Yeah. Because yeah. That, I think that is more, like, this is my editorializing, but, like, that's where my head went with this whole thing. It's like, what happens long-term here? Oh, comments. I feel you guys. Uh, my head is going to explode. John says 85 million down the drain, question mark. Um, my goodness. Old Buckness saying if Bulls fans aren't used to point guard knee injuries by now, our anger is our own fault. Um, speaking of, Will, you saw there's uh did you send Joey that graphic about the Bulls? I just sent him the tweet. I don't know if you can pull it up, Joey. The, uh. Not that. The the history of Bulls point guards and the number of games that they have played. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's really, really depressing, uh, as as old Buckness just made note of there in the comments. Because going back to the initial Derrick Rose knee uh, in that game one of their playoff series in 2012 to now, that's a decade. Mm-hmm. That's a decade's worth of Bulls point guards, and it's just been injury after injury after mm-hmm. injury. Mm-hmm. There it is right there. I mean, between Derrick Rose, Rajon Rondo, Chris Dunn, Kobe White, and Lonzo Ball, yikes. The most you get in anywhere there is Kobe White having 69 starts in the 2021 season. Yeah. Or, or not even starts, but games played. 
Rondo did 69 in the uh, three alphas year. Rose played 66 his last season as a bull. But look at some of those other numbers. 39, 0, 10, 51, 52, 46, 51. And, La- and last include, season for Lonzo, 35. This doesn't even include anything after the Derrick Rose MVP year or before mm-hmm. the Derrick Rose MVP year, like Jay Williams. Oh, Jay Williams. Oh, yeah. yeah to bring up. But like, gross. It's just, it's a truly cursed position. Mm-hmm. How's this happening? Well, curses know. are made to be broken. Do we, do we need to do something like, um, you know, in Ted Lasso, when they discover that their trainer's room is cursed? Mm-hmm. From like the, the the guys who like paused their season and went off to war and a bunch of them died, <laughs> they all had like a sacrificial burning of of mementos. Maybe Joey, we need you, maybe we need the bulls to do that. Can you put that back up for me, please? I was I was looking at something. Okay, so if I'm looking at, cause I can't really see it, Joey. Because you got mm-hmm. thank you. Um, well, I still can't really see it because <laughs> you got two screens. Thank you. All right, so Derek, what's that? One, two, three, four, five. Mm-hmm. For D Rose after that, and then Rondo playoffs. Uh, Who missed the playoffs? Like, you know, sixty nine games in the regular season mm-hmm. for uh, however old point guard. Fine, and then gets but hurt then in the, the playoffs. playoffs. Then that he got was, hurt in the playoffs. Yes, you know they were up too old. Up too old, man, and we're ready to win. I will walk. And off we're of, ready to win. I will walk off this. Set you right were going to do that anyway, and we're ready to win. <laughs> so Chris Dunn. I mean, yeah. uh, Kobe White. Uh, I believe that was actually a seventy two game season. The COVID shortened year. The COVID, uh, the COVID 2021, correct, was 72 games. Okay. So he, he actually was the that's one that played. Very long length, yeah. But in 10 years, that's the one time. That's the one time was Kobe White playing that position. I don't, I'm just looking at the the point guards. <laughs> that, the that's point what I was looking at, the point guards. Not the point guardsmanship, but just the actual point guards of people playing that position. I just position. wanted to say point guardsmanship. Yeah. But, and I'm not mad at you. <laughs> Go ahead and say that. I'm not mad at you. I think the only one for me that was depressing is Derrick Rose. It's because I know what he was dealing with, and that's hurt because that's Derrick Rose. I don't think everybody else didn't really hurt me. I was, eh, it's Chris Dunn. Eh, you know, Rondo was only going to be here one year. Eh, he doesn't bother me too much. I don't know. I'm on the I.O. train, so, you know, maybe that's why I feel a little differently. But, yeah, but it sucks. <sighs> I'm not saying that it doesn't. I'm not taking me, away from you. it's not about any one of these it guys. Sucks. Obviously, like, Derrick Rose was just heartbreaking yeah, for everybody. Correct. But it's just like the consistency year after year. Yes. Exactly. The consistency of mm-hmm. it is just brutal. I understand. And to me, honestly, Lonzo is like next for me after Derek. Mm, yeah. Like this mm. dude, I I tweeted it too. This is my favorite Bulls player since Jimmy. Mm. Wow. Probably one of my all time favorite Bulls players. And he played only thirty five games. That's that's, that's how much of an impact he made on on your heart. The defense and my heart. Yes. That's that's your punishment for Jimmy being your favorite bull before this. Uh, <laughs> Santiago ever. in the comments comparing Bulls point not guards ever. to, ever, to Bears quarterbacks. Except, see, with Bears quarterbacks, it's not that they always get hurt. It's that they just suck. Yes. Bulls point guards sometimes suck. Yes. But all of them get hurt. All of them have gotten hurt. Why? Yeah. The Jake Williams one was interesting too. That was that was yeah. That's a great point right there. Fuck this thing, burn a Jeff Tanaka picture in effigy <laughs> to appease the point guard <laughs> gods. Oh, oh my goodness. People <laughs> uh CM in the comments, and I think someone else mentioned this too. Comparing this back to 2013 with the whole will he or won't he play thing with Derek mm-hmm. and not wanting another one of those scenarios. I yeah. think we can all agree yeah. nobody wants to deal with that. Um, because that was frustrating when Derek was coming off of the ACL yeah. and the Bulls were heading into the playoffs and then fighting for their life in the playoffs, and then the team yeah. did that whole thing where they were like, hey, psst. The team doctors cleared Derek to play. Yeah. Just so y'all know. 
And then Derek still didn't feel comfortable playing, and it was a complete shit show. Yeah, um, of contracting, uh, contradicting opinions and theories, and we don't want that again. Right now, I'm I sitting here saying, I, I, you shouldn't let yourself get into a headache of when Lonzo will come back this year. Yeah. Right now, and it's something that will I noticed that somebody asked Billy Donovan after practice today. Should the team just be preparing to not have Lonzo at all this season? Yeah. And his answer was, you have to. Yeah. And that's what I'm preparing for right now, too. Exactly. And and that's what I wanted to touch on right there, because I think you're absolutely right. Because you said that yesterday, or when you were like, in his head, you know, he's preparing for him not even being there for the season. Because I heard you and, and your dad, uh, Will Purdue, say that also. Because <laughs> I like how both of y'all have the same brain, but both of y'all said that. Like, you should be preparing for that. And I, and I think that's the difference for me when I look at this this year and as opposed to when he went down earlier, is them the preparation. Yep. There was no preparation when he went down before because it was supposed to be six to eight weeks, and we saw how important he was, and it was super glaring how important he was. Now you've had time to prepare for it. Guys have had time to get better. Guys have had time to grow, and you kind of went into the situation, you know, replenishing, you know what I'm saying, the cupboards, you know, go getting uh, drogage and guys like that. And you went into the season in their heads thinking he might not be there. And so we need to prepare that way. And I think they did. I would say after DeMar, the Bulls built their system on both sides of the ball last year to cater to Lonzo's strengths more than anybody else on the team, mm. right? The things they were good at, mid-range scoring, that's DeMar, getting hit-ahead passes in transition, easy points in transition, and a really, like, aggressive, frantic defense. Mm -hmm. Those are both Lonzo. Mm -hmm. And so halfway through the season, you lose him. They don't really have anybody else that can do some of those things. And they didn't have the ability, wherewithal, timing to be able to, like, reinvent their game plan halfway through the season while mm -hmm. they're trying to win games. So I do think you're right, Dave, that having preseason, having training camp to, like, Take a step back, think about what their identity is going to be without Lonzo. I appreciate the fact that they're operating under the idea that they do have to kind of be ready to play without Lonzo this year. Mm -hmm. I think that will serve them really well, and I think it will uh, kind of allow them to weather that storm a lot better than they would that they were able to last year, which was like not at all. Not at all. And, and honestly, this is where um, I, I, some, somebody sent me something, Mark K., said about Lonzo and asked my opinion on it. And I didn't think, I just thought about it today. And then I was like, this is where I agree with uh, what Mark K was saying. Cause I don't agree with all of it, but there was a lot of it that he's absolutely right on. And one of the things is if the, if Lonzo ball goes down and he's the reason you're not winning, you have other problems. Exactly. And that is very true. It, Last year, I disagreed with that because it was definitely true. Like Lonzo was the main reason that for me, that when he went down that, you know, things because they weren't prepared. They had no preparation. If this is still the case, then you've got a colossal issue. That means Ayo hasn't developed. That means Dragic isn't doing what he's supposed to do. Kobe's struggling, all these other things. And it means that, like, the roster requires a non-all-star caliber player in order to function. Yes, exactly. Which I think is exactly. a much bigger issue. No, that's very true. Very well, true. I, I mean, you can easily counter that with the argument that any team is – you know, only as great as the sum of its parts and yeah. no individual. Mm -hmm. But if you're talking about role players who take them away and you see how important they are compared mm -hmm. to taking away an all-star caliber player, mm -hmm. Lonzo has got to be one of the most important role players. No question. No, I'm not arguing that. There. I'm not arguing not, not a star player. No yeah. one's arguing that he is. Yeah. But you saw – but to me – 
it's not necessarily a flaw of roster construction if a guy who, as a role player, is your starting point guard mm -hmm. goes down, mm -hmm. your team falls apart. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, duh, of course it will. <laughs> but, I, but and I, again, like I said, last year I'm in complete agreement with you because he was the reason. I'm saying if this is the same thing this year, then we have problems. There is a colossal issue here. I don't think it's going to be that way. I, I really think Ayo is about to have a hell of a season. I really, really do. Um, I know you. Yeah, I know you're like expectations, man. I get that, but I really believe that he's going to have that kind of year. But yeah, man, like he's he's such an important piece. You know what I'm saying? Like a colossal piece. But I like what Will Purdue said. You have to go into season not thinking about him being there. You have to play without that. And so if he comes back, it's not the cake. It's icing on the cake. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's that's very very true. Like I want Lonzo to be the icing. I like when we add, if we add him back this season, it's like, "Oh, yo, and we get Lonzo now too." After what we've seen and everything has come together, that's that's what I needed for for the, for it to happen for the Bulls. Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it because when as I talked about like they built their whole game plan around Lonzo. I don't think they can afford to do that this year. Obviously, he's not going to be there, so you know it's not going to happen at least to start the year. But if they but like Lonzo is still a player that you can insert into any team and he will make you better Yeah, because he does things that every team needs, which is defend at a super high level, get out and run in transition and shoot threes. Like every team needs that. And yeah. then also on top of that, you know, moving the ball, uh, keeping it swinging side to side, creating advantage plays, yeah. all that stuff. So I do think that like, it's going to be much easier to then incorporate him if he is able to come back than to, just like try to play the same style without mm -hmm. the guy that makes everything work. Yeah. Um, Cause I, I think you're right to a certain extent, Matt, like basically, yeah. Like Lonzo was sort of the fixture of what made everything work. And so I think that does make it seem, I think in a lot of ways, like his value is maybe more than it would be on paper. I'm not disagreeing that Lonzo is like a huge fixture of both sides of the ball and, and the success of the bulls. But I think they can sort of find a new way to play. And then if Lonzo is able to come back, they can add him and it'll make them that much better. Yeah. Uh, Dave, Trevor believes that you're the only one of us that knows what's up. So congratulations. Come on, Trevor. Thanks for hanging out, Trev. <laughs> We're saying the same thing. Um, <laughs> Dan, I saw that comment, that suggestion of yours on, earlier. Man. If the Sun season <laughs> goes off the rails, should the Bulls call about Chris Paul? Get out. <laughs> Get out. Tee him up. Get out. He doesn't care about good point guard play. There will be no Chris Paul. Get out, sir. Uh, Dan also asking about, well, can you get SGA from the Thunder? I'm going to say no. Good luck with that. I'm going to say no. Although, now he uh, is going to miss the first part of the season with an yeah, injury man. too, right? Yeah, That's man. unfortunate. The league is so weird. Like, these Injuries. things happen, man. Injuries suck. These things happen. Speaking yo. of which, we haven't even gotten to some of the worst things that Lonzo said about his own knee <laughs> yeah, today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we will get to some of those quotes coming up next. But first, today's episode brought to you guys by PointsBet. It's football season, and PointsBet's bringing you a better way to bet live on games. That means you can place a live same-game parlay, bet on the next drive to be a touchdown, and cash out on your live second-half overbet while you're watching Thursday Night Football what? the night after tomorrow. Mm. With PointsBet, you have access to more live football markets than ever before. Mm. Build the perfect live same-game parlay. This guy hit his last night Bing. by combining your favorite Something bets anytime else. during the game, including spreads, totals, player props, and more. Choose the outcome of the next drive and next points with points bet lightning bets. So whether you are on the move or on the couch, do it live with points bet. Download the points bet app today and sign up with that promo code CHGO. 
to get your first two bets risk-free uh-huh. up to two thousand dollars if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services four-leg parlay Monday Night Football took the under check yeah Cha-ching! no I, I didn't even uh relate to the under you didn't do that no, it was not a part of my parlay oh, I okay. also bet the over under all right but I bet over 38 and a half oh total 39 mm. wow this is man. Everything's out coming here. up peck these days. Coming hey man, peck. I had to bounce back after my god awful Monday Night Football perfor- betting performance last week mm. when I followed Cody's advice. <laughs> Watch <laughs> Cody and Sean CHGO bets. When are you he going actually on is like killing it this football yeah. season. When are you going on CHGO bets? When are you going to have yeah. that opportunity? I would love to see you on. <laughs> Whenever there, they invite me. Yeah, I would love to see him on there. Um, all right, guys. So going back to Lonzo. Mm-hmm. Um, Joey, can we get that other quote up? He said about how he can't do anything. Uh, <laughs> this, is, this is some of the opening remarks from Lonzo's Zoom media session today. I really can't run, can't run or jump. There's a range of 30 to 60 degrees when my knee is bent that I have no force and I can't catch myself. So until I can do those things, I can't play. Mm. I did rehab. It was getting better, Mm -hmm. but it was not to a point where I could go out there and run at full speed or jump. So surgery is the next step. Yeah. Uh, guys, you know what basketball players tend to need to do to be good at basketball? What's that, Matt? Run and jump. Mm, mm, interesting theory. I hate my life yeah. <laughs> reading that. <laughs> like, I truly hate my life Please reading don't. that. Please don't. Um, yeah, that sucks for him. Like, honestly, that's what I was like, dude, that has to be tough. And it's wild because I'm thinking of the times where I would just see videos of him at weddings dancing and see him jumping off of cliffs and stuff like that. Walking around at Walk, his kid's graduation. You know what I'm saying? Have a, stop. Having a good time, man. Well. Doing things like this. We were off top rope. Woo. But him saying I'm having this. flashbacks. What do you want me yeah, to say? It's all right, man. I'm here for you. I'm here for, I'm here for y'all. This is what therapy is. I got you. But him saying that definitely gives you calls to pause right there. Even seeing videos of him doing those things. But it definitely gives you Calls the pause, man. It's like, oh, my gosh. You can't do any of those things? Yeah, start the surgery. Like, let's do that. And, and let's see what's going on, man. So, yeah, it's tough for him. Man. I really feel bad for him. Like Will said, you know, you're thinking about his career. He said he wasn't. You know, he, he was – and he can't look at it that way. You know, he's having a, a positive outlook on it. But it, can't, it has to be in the back of your mind. It just has to be. So – this was the point, and it got even worse, where I started to really question this idea that I had been kind of floating that, like, it's up to Lonzo when he has the surgery, right? Yeah, like, yeah, this yeah. is this is his body. It's his knee. He wants to exhaust all the avenues. And it seems like people, whether it's him and his camp or the Bulls or some third-party medical staff, mm-hmm. think that if he strengthens and rests then and conditions that he will at some point the the knee in injury will resolve itself and he'll right. be able to go. Right. The fact that he is saying when I bend my knee like this I cannot there's no force. I can't walk. I can't catch myself. Mm-hmm. Like 8 months after surgery, that's like a red flag. That's an alarm bell going off for me. True. And then he even went on to say that it's affecting his daily life. Mm. That said it hurts to walk up and down stairs. Up and down yeah. the stairs. That's tough, man. So, not good. That's that for me was like the first moment where I was like, okay, if you can't walk up and down the stairs for two, three months after a surgery, let mm. alone six, seven, eight, that is, uh, it's an alarm bell for me. And I don't understand why. Now I'm really starting to question why it wasn't earlier. Whereas before I felt comfortable with the fact that they had waited. Well, I think it was because as he said, they were doing rehab and it was getting better. 
So he felt like the mm-hmm. knee was doing good and it was doing all right. But then it just got to that point, like you just stated. Where but that, to me, is clashing information. Like right. A, How can yeah. you say that your rehab is going well and you're getting better, but also saying, like, oh, yeah, I can't, I can't walk up and down the stairs? No, I, I thought he was saying it like when I was doing it like this, I thought I was getting better during that time. And then it just didn't feel that way. After then a while, and then worse. I decided to go ahead and get this surgery. Yeah, and Maybe. I think that's kind of where it was. But it just it really concerned me that this was affecting him this much mm-hmm. and you know obviously you feel for the guy you don't want sure, him to be like in sure. pain walking around right right uh, right and, and clearly like i said he he thought he could get back to a point where he was playing mm-hmm. without needing to do this they don't want to do this unless they really have to yeah and now they clearly feel like they have to but for me it's like if you're unable to walk up and down the stairs without pain however long after surgery there's the there's court. something gone wrong yeah definitely. Uh, not, Adam not a doctor but physical physical therapy <laughs> go, not a doctor physical therapy setbacks happen yeah they do but it is I, I felt the same way will when we were sitting here saying like calm down bulls fans those who were on the war path about why now why did you wait so long mm. a week before training camp to do the surgery and we were saying well probably because they were taking every step possible to avoid yet another surgery on yeah. this guy's knee that makes sense yes especially if what some of the things we were saying was progress is gradual and a little slower than we want but mm-hmm. it's progress if all of that was true then avoiding surgery as long as possible made sense yeah. now it sounds like a lot of that wasn't necessarily true mm-hmm. and he was dealing with all this pain and discomfort like you were saying well the way that he was describing what his knee can't do mm-hmm. what he can't do on a basketball court those are all, as you said, red flags that make you wonder why they waited this long. And then the part that's even worse, even worse, mm-hmm. on the even worse stuff that he just said, mm-hmm. is that as we get ready to you know, see Lonzo Ball go through this arthroscopic uh, debridement mm-hmm. tomorrow, mm-hmm. he said that his doctors were even a little surprised by their inability to figure out what is wrong. And part of the goal of this surgery tomorrow is to see if they can find something. Because right now, they're looking at the MRI of Lonzo's left knee, and the doctors are all going, boo! And that's not good! But that's the answer to the question of why they waited for me. If the doctor is telling you, we want to do surgery, why? Huh? Like, that, that's not a good enough answer for me to say, surgery let's go ahead in your knee. Yeah, exactly. Why are you going in here? Can, will, will this be fixed, what you're doing? It can't be back. We don't really know. We just want to go in there and see and find out. Well, yeah, I'm going to hold off. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And try to find some other ways to get my knee straight than just doing that. Like I said, he's not a Buick. You can't, you can't just treat me in that way. So, yeah, I, that's for me is why. Like, you want to hold off on those things when the people who are supposed to have the answers don't have the answers like their sway. Like, you got to have the answers, man, when, when you you're doing those things. So <laughs> that's all it is. You go to your doctor for those answers, and they're telling you, yeah, we don't really have that. You know what I mean? We don't really know it, but we know that we well, want to You ain't this. got the answers, Sway. <laughs> I've been doing this more than you. <laughs> if your doctor tell you that, wouldn't that be awesome, though? <laughs> that would be, I always I, forget I the last part. I've been doing this more than you. I've been doing What's... this more than you, Sway. You ain't got the answers. He, not, he recently told him he does have the answers. He, he recently really? told okay. him. Yes, yes. That was very nice of him. That. Very nice of him. But I digress. Yes, but yeah, man, I think that's the reason, though, Matt, that they were holding off uh, on that surgery. It's because the doctor couldn't give them anything concrete as to why they would do it. <sighs> yeah, but so if now they're saying, well, we still can't figure it out, so let's go in and yeah. what what's the difference in the timeline there? I still don't get it because 
if they didn't know then mm-hmm. and they don't know now, mm-hmm. and the goal of the surgery tomorrow is to go in there and see if they can find something, right. why didn't they go in and see if they can find something when he was experiencing all this discomfort and a lack of a range of motion earlier this summer? Because this is a last resort. That's why. Because cut my, li- cut my life into pieces. This is my last resort. <laughs> I do, this is the final. I do feel like I'm suffocating thing. right we're now. Sniffing, <laughs> no, breathing, no breathing. No breathing. <laughs> Don't this give is, a this is a new low. Yes. Uh. But that. But that's why. Like you, when they tell you that, you put that on the back burner, and then you go down your checklist of every single option as to why you don't want to do. It. And it was like, okay, nothing worked. All right, fine. <laughs> Let's try this. I also give kudos to the Bulls for this. Because, again, like I said yesterday, a lot of front offices are not doing this right here. It's just not. They are not going to say, okay, dude, well, take your time. You know what I mean? However you want to do it, figure it out. Let us know how it is. And kudos to them for that because Alonzo also said during this whole process, they've been with him at those meetings. He said about yeah. 95% of the time uh, they I, are there. I will say it is very hard to gauge Arturis's mood based on his outward you know, speech, yeah. mannerisms. Yeah. The man is like a freaking mystery a wrapped yes. in an enigma. However, yes. if I were trying to pinpoint his mood in that press conference yesterday, mm-hmm. I would say bad. Okay. Because he is not pleased about this. Because yeah. why would he be? Why would How he be? could he be yeah. pleased about this news? Thank you, yes. Joey. As opposed to Matt, whose mood we can never tell, you know, how he feels. <laughs> right I, I'm Honestly, in a shit mood today, Dave. Yeah, really? I'm I mean, I'm happy for WGN Radio, so you that's know? helping to counterbalance it a little bit. <laughs> I, I didn't notice. I didn't notice that you were shit mood. Sorry, Will. Go ahead. Please. I do. I am a little surprised that they made this announcement before media day. Because, like, AK did not want to talk about this. True. He did not. Like, he basically said... Uh, I'm an optimist. I want to be positive about this. But, mm-hmm. like, there's not... It just doesn't seem like there's a lot to be optimistic about. And so, I'm a little surprised they didn't just, like, bury this until today. Mm-hmm. And that would have been, I mean, just everybody up regime. in arms. But It's the old school, It's man. just... Yeah, it's it's a bummer. It's a bummer. Know, yeah, we ain't going to deny that. It's, it's definitely a bummer, and it sucks. Because, as Will said, it was his favorite player, and we saw how awesome the Chicago Bulls look. When he is out there with that team, man, and you just want him to be back out there doing it. But that's the only thing I can take solace in is, is that they were prepared for this. And the ascension of Io is, is forthcoming for me. Like, it's, it's, it's going down. Uh, Dupe saying, as someone who works at a med school, uh, obviously the you know postponing surgery as much as possible, especially just an exploratory surgery, uh-huh. it is, as you were saying, Dave, uh, a last resort, or as Dupe says here, yep. a medical... <laughs> Hail Mary. No, so shout, um, out, shout out to my man, Adam. Adam. <laughs> Cut Lonzo into pieces. He, he was, was our PG-1. He was our PG-1. Oh, my God. That's awesome, dude. Oh, we all we all need jokes right now to get through this difficult time together. Um, so, uh, Evan here talking about over-under on, you know, Lonzo playing it all this season. Yeah. If you were to set Lonzo Ball's over-under on Games played Ooh. in the 22-23 regular season mm. at 0.5 right now. Yeah. Ooh. Are you taking the over or the under? I'm taking the What under. about y'all? I'm going to take the under. You're going to take the under. I'm guessing he does not play this season. Does, I'm just going to prepare as if he does not play at all this season. That 
That's everything Will articulated over here just makes all the sense in the world. Like, even if you find something wrong, you still have to get into basketball shape. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have that takes time to do something like that, especially with a knee when you're having your third surgery on it. I'm not saying it can't be done. You know, I'm a mere mortal. I don't get paid, you know, millions of dollars to be out there on the floor. So it looks impossible to somebody like me. But that's how I, I just kind of see it. Like, it's like, wow, dude, you got a lot of work to do even after, you know, they discover what might be wrong with you because the reevaluation is four to six weeks. You know what I'm saying? Let's just call it six weeks. You know what I mean? Let's not even call it four. Let's call it six weeks. That's going to be a reevaluation. So even if they, after that, they're like, okay, we got it. Cool. Let's get to it. Now you start the process of ramp up, ramp up and then ramp ramp down down. (laughs) because now you, what you've done is you've already done those things before. So now you're going to have to take it slower. You know what I'm saying? To get it to those points. And that's, and that's what he to said to me. Yes. He's like, we're, we're going to take our damn time. Yes, that's going to be take time, man. So I'm, I'm just going to say it ain't, it ain't happening, and I'm just going to prepare that way. Do I want it to? Of course I freaking want it to. But that's just how I'm going to think on it, man, and roll with and IO. Y- you know, you can't really fault Lonzo for any of this. No, and not as, at all. Uh, I, I think it was uh, Casey Johnson who sa- asked him today in his Zoom session that I, I watched uh, Will saying, like, we all saw how badly you wanted to get back and play in the playoffs last season. Yeah. And you were devastated when it couldn't work out that way. So I don't think that there's any fault here lying at Lonzo's feet. Um, it's just a really unfortunate situation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dan said Lonzo should get a witch doctor. Uh, <laughs> I think he has one, and her name is LeVar. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> it hasn't helped. Who gave this dude a bike? <laughs> you did. Oh, yeah, I, yes, I did help in that. I did aid in this. This is true. This is true. But see, you, you're trying to hype people up with, you know, the, the IO optimism, the IO positivity. I'm just you how I feel, Our guy man. Cody's in the comments saying the same thing. Cody didn't need my hype on that. Cody's been on the IO train from day one, dog. I'm just talking about how I feel about the situation. Honestly, this is how I really feel. Like, IO, it's time for the ascension. It just feels like that. And he's going to get many opportunities to do so, man, because I, I think he's going to be the starter. I don't know about the closer. <laughs> Dude, but I just think he's going to be the people got People got jokes in the comments today when you were just talking about Lonzo ramping up post-surgery just now. Mm. Old Buckner said, well, you got to ramp up because he can't use the stairs. Oh, y'all just cold. <laughs> just cold-blooded, man. Oh, th- why is this our life as Bulls fans? Cold-blooded, man. Oh. You still got Ayo, man. You got, you got your guards ready, man. Just know that. I'm telling you, just know that. Because before when we were going through this, we had nothing. <laughs> it was zero behind him. Chris Dunn was ready, waiting in the wings. Chris Dunn. <laughs> he was the one thing waiting in the wings for the team, man. No, nah, bro. Like, they prepared for this situation right here. And I think they'll, I think they'll be okay. Uh, Will, I know it was just day one of training camp today, but do you have an educated guess as to how things will shake out as Billy goes through these training camp practices and tries to figure out who will be in that starting five? Um, I mean, I think it's just going to have to be a wait-and-see thing. It's clearly, I think, between Caruso, Goran Dragic, and Ayo. Uh, those are the three names he brought up yesterday mm-hmm. when we talked about, you know, who's going to be the next point guard, the next starting point guard for the Bulls. Um, yeah, I think basically the way that they've constructed this roster, I know we've kind of touched on this already before, but, like, you have a little bit of all the things that Lonzo's good at. With Dragic, you have the the speed and the ability to get downhill – with Io, you have sort of this all-around, you know, can move the ball, can attack if you need, can defend at a high level, can shoot a little bit. With Caruso, you have the defense. Like, 
he's going to be able to use this as sort of like a bullpen situation. So I wouldn't be mm. surprised mm. if, you know, there are, there are guys that start some games, but not others. Um, he mentioned one thing that I was obviously very excited about yesterday, which was the small ball. Like, I think, I think there are going to be some, some non point guard lineups. Yeah. And which is unbilly Donovan. Like I actually Damar be the point guard. Yeah. Let somebody else bring the ball up and just give it to Damar in the post. So I think they're going to have to get creative, and I think they're prepared to do that now because they realize that they're going to have to. Well, th- that's what gives me pause when you say that because that's kind of what ha- ended up happening down the stretch last year, especially when Zach was hobbled and playing on one knee. Mm-hmm. They ended up just having DeMar be their de facto point guard for long stretches of lots of games, mm-hmm. and their offense became very one-dimensional. Mm-hmm. That's what I worry about, if that's going to just be the plan again this year. Mm. Yeah, but it, it became one-dimensional because, like – everything i think just because everything else was going so poorly like you couldn't nobody was making jump shots they couldn't space the floor nobody's getting out in transition like i think some of those things are going to come back a little bit more than they were last year just because like there's no way they can be that bad again with the talent they have with guys like io uh taking jumps i think like dale and terry talked today i could see him getting some minutes because he does a lot of the stuff that lonzo does well uh, you know as well whether it's like moving the ball side to side or attacking downhill he's a really good passer he can get out and transition uh the jump shot is definitely a work in progress but like they have guys that are going to be able to contribute in some of not all of but some of the same ways that Lonzo has been able to mm-hmm. and another thing that Billy said and that Patrick alluded to was that like the offense is going to have to look a, a little bit different this year mm-hmm. they are mm-hmm. going to have to be a little bit more egalitarian they're going to have to um, have creation from more than just Demar. So even if Demar is the one bringing the ball up, or maybe we see some point Patrick, he mentioned that he's going to have some more opportunities. Uh, maybe they run a little bit more through Zach. Like they're going to have to do more stuff, and I think they're better equipped to do that now than they were in the middle of last year when Zach was dealing with a thumb and a knee injury, when um, Vooch couldn't buy a bucket for you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know when when other guys just completely lost their shooting ability and confidence, like. I just I don't see it being that bad again. They may not be the first seed through 45 games. They right. may not be, you know, even a, a lock for a playoff game. Mm-hmm. Like maybe they're more in that play in range, but I do not think they will be quite as bad as they were the last 23 games. Yeah, uh, before we move on from the, the whole point guard discussion, I see people in the comments kind of talking about, well, what about Kobe? Evan saying you got to love how no one talks about Kobe in this mess of needing a ball handler. They should have traded him. Uh, Eco Bean saying, so true, they avoid talking about Kobe, like the plague. Kobe's going to be the Bulls' most improved player. Um, Come on. Drew saying, did Kobe even get any FaceTime with the media yesterday? Did no, they? But, did no, he? but Io hasn't either. Right. Andre okay. Drummond and so Dalen Terry spoke today for the first time. We only got like six players yesterday. Okay. How was Dalen? Dalen's good. He's yeah. uh, enjoying life. Yeah. He's, uh, he's just a happy guy. Um I think he's starting to realize, like, there's a lot of guys ahead of him, mm-hmm. and he's going to have to, like, earn his way mm-hmm. into some minutes. Mm-hmm. And in order to do that, he's going to have to do what he does best because the Bulls need a lot of that intensity, defense, and mm-hmm. transition play. So, I, like I said, I could see him getting some minutes. Yeah. So Bulls, Bulls media team, can we invest in a couple good, like, spotlights looks like that looks like the picture i took in front of my fridge for a fake joey, idea joey was not impressed with the results of the pictures that came out of media day yesterday. oh he wasn't oh, as far okay. as just like the quality of the photography and the lighting mm-hmm. compared oh, okay. to some other nba teams whose media day photos were shall we say more impressive okay and i all don't right. completely disagree with him all right i, I didn't um, look at them as hard but, but now i will 
as uh, you know, Cameron also in the comments saying Kobe, Kobe's in a prove it year with his contract. Maybe he steps up for us this year with some consistent shooting. Finally, thank you. All these people saying, "What about Kobe? What about Kobe?" Cameron says the thing that matters: consistency. That's the word. And the fact that we have never seen it from Kobe is why he's not a big part of this. Who takes over as the starting point guard conversation? Yeah, yeah. That's, but Kobe wait. quietly shot. 38.5% on threes last year. Mm -hmm. He had stretches where he was hot. He had stretches where he was cold. Correct. The playoffs were a cold stretch, and that is Freezing. what it is. That's for real. But the Bulls, he's the Bulls' second-best shooter right now. Yeah. It's Zach, and then it's him. And but, so he's going to need to play. And if he just runs around and shoots threes, mm -hmm. he, you're going to have to live with the with the defense. Ugh. You're probably not going to be able to play him in lineups with DeMar and Zach together because Absolutely the defense is going to be a disaster. Absolutely like, not. The Bulls need three-point shooting where yeah. they can find it, and that is one thing Kobe does well. And, and, so but, maybe maybe you're you're talking about playing Kobe alongside Caruso for certain stretches of minutes because maybe Caruso can kind of mask Kobe defensively at times. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, but that's – no matter how you try to juggle these lineups, there's going to be like three or four weaknesses defensively in a lot of these lineups, and that's where – I think the roster construction thing with going back to what we we're talking about with Lonzo comes into play is like, yes, Lonzo is a key fixture here, but no, he's not like an all-star superstar caliber player where if you lose him, everything collapses. Mm -hmm. I think the, the roster stuff that I'm referring to there is like, there's nobody else that can defend. Yeah. It's going to have to be IO. Maybe it's lineups with IO and Caruso that Kobe can, you can get away with, you know, heavy Kobe minutes, but then who do you play with Zach and DeMar? Neither of those guys are super strong defenders. What happens with Vooch? Uh, Drummond has this reputation for some reason of being like this awesome rim protector. That's not really his game. So no. There's a Rebounder, lot of, yes. Rim protector, exactly. not so much. And there's a lot of defensive weaknesses, but sure. that's where I think there's going to be a lot of experimentation to try to figure out what works best together. Um, to me, I at least take some solace in the fact that we know what the closing unit is, and we know mm -hmm. that that unit is going to be really good. Yeah. Uh, all right, before we finish up today's show with a few thoughts on what Patrick Williams had to say in Media Day yesterday, because we didn't get time for it yesterday, Big Dave, mm -hmm. game time and all of the great deals. Tell the people. Hey, Will, I got a question. Yeah. What time is it? Game time. Who? There it is. Can't leave out the who. <laughs> I, wanted, I don't want to get Madden on it. It's a team effort. We have no, you can do the who. You got to do the you who. You got to do the who. We're, we have continuity. I'm, <laughs> you're, you're moving the ball, and I'm, and I'm throwing the lob. You changed the play, you changed, but it's all right. The you hit in. the go-ahead no, pass, no, no. and then I throw it up. The shot went in. It's okay. <laughs> but now I know where to get you now. Now I know just to hit you with the three-point shot in the corner I'm a, and I'm not, not turn you into a passer because Will puts buckets. Will is buckets, baby. That's oh how he rolls. And you can go see people get these buckets by using that Game Time app. It's the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports concerts and shows because have you ever dreamed of sitting somewhere that you never thought that you could maybe that 50 yard line maybe course side maybe behind home plate maybe so close that you're sitting next to the goat watching him write that fire that he's writing for all chgo.com well guess what y'all it's possible with the game time app the biggest last minute price drops can be found on the seats you thought that you could never ever buy you won't find better deals this season on bulls tickets you won't find better deals this season on bulls tickets you'll find them though on the game time app and if you love chgo then you'll love game time because the best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description won't you join the one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen forty fifteen million Whoa. people who have downloaded that game time app and 
Score. That's the net. Sorry, that. Score the best seats to all your favorite events. Because, Joey, what time is it? Game time. Who? Oh, there it is. Ooh, the dramatic pause yeah, before the who. Yes, he was. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I know Joey's not like, about to leave out that who. I know he's going to drop the who. <laughs> well, I didn't know if I was supposed to say game time and then you guys say who Mm-mm. or what. But no, he, he, he flipped he was, it up. That's what yeah. I'm saying. He gave an extra lob. You know what I'm saying? To the Got one it. I threw, he threw an extra one. You know yeah. NBA Street like Volume that. 2 in yes. Game Breaker where you can like throw a double lob? Yes. Oh, yeah. That's, That's all that was. That's you know what I'm saying? For. That's all that was, man. Damn. Great video game. I miss NBA oh, Street Volume oh, 2. Great video game. Great video game. game. Great soundtrack. All that. Great soundtrack. Amazing. <sighs> Amazing. Um, all right, guys. Let's talk about Pete up for a second. Um, yeah. We did not have time to get his uh, our thoughts on his Media Day interview uh, on yesterday's show. So... Um, Lots to be encouraged by, I think, mm-hmm. when it comes to Pat and the answers he had to the questions he saw yesterday. But let's start with this. Joey, do we have this video that uh, our guy, the GOAT, took at uh, Media Day yesterday <laughs> of Pat talking about his summer with DeMar? Look at him smiling when he's answering that question. I he's love so it. so cute. Such a young, cute man. Such a young, cute man. Just, only, just a fresh 21. Just a fresh that? 21. So there that is uh, for Patrick Williams. Yesterday, shot by our guy, Will Gottlieb. Um, I, I mean, it's great that this is yet another example of DeMar DeRozan taking a vested interest in the younger guys mm-hmm. on his team. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, uh, and the way that Patrick told it, it was not he was invited by DeMar to come spend the summer working out with him, nor was it Pat asking DeMar if he could. DeMar told Pat, <laughs> hey, you're Come coming me. <laughs> out to Cali with me to work out this summer. And you hope that Pat took not only the the workouts to heart as far as how he can develop his game on the floor of the season, but perhaps even more importantly, DeMar's work ethic mm-hmm. took that to heart and mm-hmm. see how much he puts in to being at this level at this point in his career. 
You know, I, I talked about this when they got DeMar DeRozan, how important he's going to be to the young guys for these kind of reasons and, and these kind of situations. Because uh, if anybody we wanted to see near DeMar, we talked about this at length. If anybody we wanted to see near DeMar, it was going to be Patrick Williams, especially in the offseason. Um, but my favorite part of that was the beginning. Because for me, that was the growth right there. Because I remember last year when he was just handing out secrets. And, and <laughs> the first thing DeMar said was, wait, he told you that? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? No, we got to have a conversation. We got to have a talk. We, we can't be doing that. And he calls it, it was when Pat got fined for being late to a practice. Right. Yeah. He broke that down. And no, you can't be telling he's people like, that. Don't, don't tell the media don't that. that. And now he's in the press conference. He's like, yeah, yeah, I, I can't tell that. You know what I'm saying? I, I can't. You know what I mean? He, he said I, he told this stuff that happened to him, but he was like, I can't tell you what Demar not, does. He didn't. He didn't actually open up about it until the somebody in the media said like. Well, Demar said we need to ask you. Right, you're the one that's supposed yeah. to give us the answers because we asked Demar, and he was like, "I'm going to let Pat tell you." Yep, mm -hmm. yep. But I like that because he immediately flashed back. You can see the flashback happen. Like, mm -mm. <laughs> I'm not saying <laughs> I'm, nope, 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 nope. I'm not, not saying, saying shit. Not saying right. <laughs> saying nothing, man. So I love that part of it. Um, I love how he spoke like he was kind of in awe of watching Demar Derozan and how he works and what he does, and you know, to get ready just to play basketball. I can't imagine that kind of thing. He was like, basically, what every situation you can think of, he pretty much is, is putting himself in, mm -hmm. and he put Pat in uh, also. So that's great. I mean, that's amazing to me that he's doing that uh, for Patrick. And I love what Patrick said was he didn't want anything from me. He just wanted me to pass it along as long as I'm in the league to do the same thing for the next person coming up. That's that's beautiful stuff, man. You know what I mean? And that's right up Patrick Williams kind of alley kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Like that kind of thing, that kind of niceness and positivity, you know what I'm saying? That kind of thing Patrick Williams definitely vibes with. So, and at the same time, giving him some goon in his heart. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, because you can be nice, but you got to have the goon in you as well. This is, this is, you have to have both. So I'm, that had me excited to actually see what that development is going to mean for him mentally mm -hmm. on the floor. Because I think we all know what he does skill-wise, but it just has to be put together in, in his head and in his heart. And I think the role has to be there for him. And I think, mm. you know, that is a big thing that remains to be seen for me. I don't – Patrick had a 14 usage last year. I mean, he was mm -hmm. spotting up and shooting threes. That was right. it. And, and you asked him about his role maybe evolving this year. I did, he and did. He, he kind of – said that there's going to be more positionless offense and mm -hmm. that there's going to be offense generated from basically not just Damar. And I think that's really what we need to see in order to kind of evaluate Patrick and see if he's going to be the player that we all want him mm -hmm. to be. I still am trying to temper expectations, but I really think he, this, this is his first real off season. Yeah. Yeah. He had the COVID, you know, summer and off season after his rookie. No summer year. league is a rookie. No summer league is a rookie. Mm -hmm. And then the injury all last year, this is like the first time that he's had to like really work on his game. Mm -hmm. And he's only 21, guys. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we all do. <laughs> Kyle in the comments wondering if anyone asked him what his first beer was. Speaking of him just turning 21. Um, but yeah, and, and along those lines of not really having a fresh, full training camp and offseason to mm -hmm. work on his game and his body until now... Mm -hmm. He was also asked about that, like his uh, his frame is a little bit more slender. Yeah, and he talked yeah. about how now he he's came in slim thick. Uh, now he's the thighs <laughs> still look plenty plenty thick. Um, I'm on but he talked today. about how he came into training camp a little bit overweight, um, or or came back from the ankle overweight because when you got a bad ankle injury <laughs> and you can't put any weight on it, you can't really work out conditioning. 
wise. I wasn't ready. <laughs> he got me on that one. He got me. But I wasn't ready. He said, I feel good. I think I feel a little more athletic. Mm. I just feel ready. He does look a little thinner up top in like a good way. Yeah. Like he doesn't look like he's carrying any unnecessary weight. That's true. No, that's that's very true. I think you also saw that in the workout uh, videos that we were watching on him. Like, look, lean was the word that I think that kept getting thrown around. Uh, he looked leaner and a little more faster uh, out there. So I, I'm excited to see just what he learned apply on the floor. And um, another th- and again, I, I, gosh, I can't remember if it was Will or Kendall, but said, you know, they just – it was Will. He was like, basically, you know, you can lead a horse in water, but you can't make him drink kind of thing. Mm-hmm. He was like, yeah, but he was like, I want Will, to, I want Pat, you know, to not only get there and drink, but can't carry buckets of it. You know what I'm saying? All the time. But he wants him to drink his full and, you know, have other people stop him. Right. You know, basically asking for forgiveness and not for permission. You but know, Pat kind of just thing. wants to eat his heaping p- plate of chicken parm yeah. on game day day. Yeah, slap that out his hand. He was <laughs> <laughs> like that. Like that, slap that out of here. Get that out of here. You can't eat that no more. That's Eric <laughs> talking like he knows Pat personally. <laughs> I probably know him a little better than you, E. I can say that. <laughs> I can say that. But I don't. I don't know him, man. I don't know him at all. But I don't want to speak like I know him personally. I just that's just what it feels like, you know, that Patrick Williams kind of needs. Because it, it doesn't feel physical for mm-hmm. Patrick. Everything kind of just feels mental yeah. for him. And that's kind of why I speak on it like that. Like, it just feels like he needs to get his mental right for it and know that he belongs on the floor and know that they're going to put some things on him and he can handle them. Like, so we, I just really want to see that. And this is, before you, I just want to ask you though, do you think you'll, you'll be able to assess uh, where, where you want him to be mentally in the preseason? Or do you think it would take a few games in a regular season? I think there? it'll take some regular season games just because, um, you know, and, and this is something Billy talked about a lot over the course of last year and, and yesterday at Media Day of like you're playing alongside two all two current All Star caliber players in Zach and Demar who need the ball in their hands, mm-hmm. and then Vooch, who former All Star, who is obviously himself sacrificing touches and shots already sacrificing. Um, you're 20 years old. It's it's hard to like know where to come in and like where to pick your spots. And I think he really struggled with um, not only not knowing where and when to, you know, where and when his spots were, but, like, when he found himself in those spots, not knowing that it was time to capitalize. Right. right. It was right. time to go. Like, and I so mean, I think hesitancy when he had open looks for sure. Yes. Exactly. That's what your mind right. goes back to from last season. Right. And I think working with DeMar, obviously DeMar is not teaching him how to stand in the corner and shoot threes, right? right. Like, they're working right. on, like, reads and attacking – you know, point of attack defenders and double teams and things like that. Like that's the kind of stuff that I want to see him see if he can handle. Mm -hmm. And I think what, based on what he said, there's going to be more opportunities in the offense for him to do that. And I I think we're going to need to see that in real game action, not just like we can kind of force feed him a little bit more during the preseason games Mm -hmm. and let him kind of do his thing. We know he's capable of doing some of that. Maybe it needs some refinement. Like we saw in the Minnesota game Mm -hmm. wasn't perfect, but he, you know, got to the line 14 times and <laughs> scored 35 points. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know he's capable of doing some of that. It's more just like understanding how and when and where to do it. And I think that's another area where I think continuity does make sense of just mm-hmm. like another year playing with, or not even another year, a full year, hopefully playing with Zach Tamar and Vooch and understanding where to be. And I think he's going to need to be like the clear fourth option on this team. Mm. And at times that is going to be in second units where he's maybe the first or second option. Um, but he, he really does need to understand 
where and when to attack. And that's, I think you're only going to be able to, to really see that in meaningful games, not just preseason, not even just regular season, but like meaningful moments in close, real NBA competitive games. Mm-hmm. Surreal. Um, our old pal Mark Shanowski had Shout a great out. question on Pat along these lines did. of his role increasing and the importance of that. Mm-hmm. Asking Pat, hey, so everyone locally and also national NBA talking heads have been talking about when looking at this Bulls season up ahead, if this team is going to stay competitive in the East, take a step in the East, a lot of that hinges on the development of Patrick Williams. And Mark basically asked Pat, what do you think about that? <laughs> uh, bless Mark's heart, because that's a tough question to ask. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Will, or I'm sorry, uh, Pat said that he was grateful people are thinking about him like that. He said, I think I'm a big part of that. Uh, I would love to be a big part of that, but I think everybody else on the team is as well. Every person is going to go through ups and downs. Every team is going to have ups and downs throughout the season. Stay resilient, knowing that it takes all of us to win games, not just one player. Mm -hmm. And I think that that answer from Pat is great, beautiful, Mm -hmm. wonderful perspective that Bulls fans should just think about every once in a while this season when we talk about these gigantic expectations of Pat going from year two to year three. Mm -hmm. And yes, partly Mark K, our friend, I'm talking to you right now. Who's like, oh my God, if Pat isn't all NBA this season, we riot. Um, That's exactly the opposite of what Mark is. (laughs) Just just, uh, a little defense on on him. Yeah, no, I know. It's it's that he doesn't see that in Pat. Um, But we all want Pat to take a noticeable step. Sure of development this season and we those of us who believe in him and have defended against those who are saying already he is a bust are saying year three got to show us something yeah but as pat explained in that answer to that very tough question i want to be a part of the reason we get better this year yeah and i think i can be a part of the reason that we get better this year yes but it's on all of us i like that and, you know, the other thing I like that he said was when they asked him, um, was DeMar introducing him to any celebrities? He and said, he was like, you know, for me, meeting celebrities ain't fun. The basketball part is. God damn it, chair through the wall when he said that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes, that's what I'm talking about. You don't care nothing about it. Give me the ball. That's, that got me excited. That really did. Because usually, honestly, you could, I just really was ready for him to rattle off some names. And he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, Wilson? Because that's my only friend right now. I want to play basketball. So, yeah, I, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm, I'm, ex- <laughs> I'm excited, man. I'm excited to see. And, like, I also love that answer from him. Mm-hmm. I want to believe him. Mm. I don't believe him yet. Okay. What don't you believe? That Pat loves basketball that much. More than celebrities? Not necessarily more than oh, celebrities. Just, oh, it wasn't that comp. That but the way he was sleeping. saying, like, I don't care about okay. celebrities. I what I find fun and what I want to do is the basketball. I got you. Great answer. I got you. PR-wise, perception-wise, yeah. correct answer, Pat. You, I got you. You nailed that one. I'm not sure if I believe you yet. I got you. I understand what you're saying. Show me. Show him. Show me that you love basketball that much. Show this handsome show gentleman. show me this season. Show it to him. Put it on Show him. Show me him potato know. salad. It's uh, <laughs> great, great reference. Great reference, man. Thank you. Uh, that's it. We are out of time. Uh, stay tuned right here on the CHGO Sports YouTube channel, which, by the way, if you aren't subscribed to yet for some inexplicable reason, 
hit the subscribe button. We are 20K and climbing now, Ooh. gentlemen. Thanks to all of you out there at Chicago Shout Sports out, Nation. Man. It's beautiful. Um, beautiful. And we've got more content coming up for you. We got Cubs pregame. And then we got Cubs postgame. We got White Sox pregame. Mm. And then we got White Sox postgame. Mm. And then, after all of that, Black Hawks postgame. Mario's building the Lego. 7.30 puck drop. He's building Legos, damn it. Puck night. Tune in. It's back. It's here. In the meantime, you can find us on Twitter. Will is at Won't Godly. Be sure you are following him as he's it back in the building <laughs> following training camp practices. Uh, Big Dave is at Bal, B-A-W-L Sports on Bulls underscore Peck. We are CHGO <laughs> underscore Bulls. Appreciate everybody out there hanging out with us in the comments today, watching live. Hit that thumbs up on Hit this it. episode if you watched and enjoyed it on that. YouTube. Helps us out a lot. That's what it looks Thanks, like. as always, Do to it. our pal and our great producer, Joey. Joey. Uh, we are here tomorrow. Same time, same place. We will see you then. Until then, appreciate you, Bulls Nation. See you right, be good.